All right, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. All right, hey, I'm Brian. And I'm Rick. So we are here in place of uh, Rowena Francis today. Normally I say, I'm Brian Francis, and this is... And I am not Rowena. Okay, see, there we go. So today, you got a special edition that we're going to be bringing you today. We're going to be here with Pastor Rick, uh, and this is my father, and we're going to be having uh, just uh, a nice dialogue today about whatever it is that we feel like we're going to talk about. How's that sound? My son likes to hear all about end times, so I give him a little bit to think about. Yes, that's true. I'm, I'm sure there's quite a few out there who uh, also like to listen to some end times uh, theology from time to time. So Especially good end time theology. Good times. Good all right. times. All right. All right. So listen, so I want to I want to talk a little bit today about some of the significant things that are happening in the world today. Right. I mean, we got all of this stuff going on with, you know, the COVID-19 and we can get into all the conspiracy theories. But the reality is, is that there is something very significant that most people aren't even talking about, which is right. happening over in Israel. Yeah, there's some uh, incredible things happening when President Donald Trump actually annexed and made Jerusalem the capital. This is all Zechariah speaks about this here. And that was a very, very significant shifting into eschatology and end-time events. The yes. Bible teaches about in several places that there would be a peace treaty. We've heard about this for numerous, numerous years uh, of teaching about the peace treaty in the Middle East. But what many don't uh, fail to realize is, is that peace treaty has been an ongoing, progressive thing that is going on that is escalating in our day and hour. For example, in 1979, mm -hmm. Anwar Sadat was actually assassinated okay. because of the first nation, Arab nation, that actually joined in into the peace treaty. Okay. And they didn't, weren't happy about it, and they actually assassinated him. And then in 1994, the second Islamic nation, if you want to term it, was Jordan. And under President Bill Clinton, of the US, they negotiated this out in the desert mm -hmm. and they brought peace. And they did this for economic reasons. They did this for tourism reasons. Mm -hmm. They did this to bring stability of their products uh, uh, economically to the World Forum mm -hmm. so that they could go out there. Right, so so we learn, and, and people always say, you know, pray for the peace of uh, Jerusalem, correct? Right. Right. And so we hear this phrase all the time. So now we're actually seeing this materialize again before our eyes that there's a significant peace treaty that is happening in Israel right now. Right. And so what, so what, can you tell us a little bit about the, uh, what is it, the Ab Abrahamic uh, covenant that's happening right now? I sure can. I'm so glad that you mentioned that. <laughs> It's actually called, if you want to term it, uh, oh, Abrahamic Accords. Accords, Accords, the declaration that they actually yes. made. Yes. Within this declaration, they actually said, we the undersigned. Now, the nations, it's interesting, that have already joined this here is the United Arab Emirates and Bahrain. And Turkey is actually even on the sidelines mm -hmm. on this, as well as Oman, as well as Kuwait, as well as, if you want to call it, Saudi Arabia, which is the biggest air, uh, uh, producer of oil in the entire Middle East. Mm -hmm. They're all in, and they're going to hit like dominoes one after the next because it's already began. Yep. And so they had this in October of this year, already signed this year covenant. So here. what we're seeing is, is that all of these Arab nations around Israel are all basically partaking in this, this accord 
right, in order to implement peace within the Middle East. Right. right? Now, now the Bible speaks about this peace. Am it I does. Correct? Where does it make reference to this? Well, it, it actually, if you look at afterwards, it says the coming of the Lord in First Thessalonians 4, it said the Lord shall descend, okay? And uh, it says with the trumpet blast, and then it says there'll be a resurrection that we which are alive and remain shall not precede those which have gone on. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 to 18. Then he says, right into chapter 5, it says, but a conjunctive verb that adds the two together. But of the times and the seasons of these things happening, my brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For when they shall say peace and safety, Okay, two words, peace and safety, mm -hmm. peace and security. And we're actually seeing that now in an unprecedented and parallel that the Gulf Coast nations are all joining in to this covenant of dealing with Israel, putting down the war, putting down the fight, and coming in and being allied with them at this here time. So let me just stop you for a moment. So he started quoting and he talked, you were talking about some things in First Thessalonians there. Chapter and 5. Chapter 5. And one of the details, if you didn't catch this, but he was talking about, you know, how, you know, those who are alive and remain, you know, will be caught up together. And right. not, this, this discussion today is not about, you know, pre-trib, post-trib, etc. But there is something that was very important that you did state in there, which was that conjunction of a word, which was but, right? right. That's which join the two passages together because it's really what it's referring to is the fact that, look, we're not going to necessarily be up in the air and taken out of here before all these things Correct. happen. Correct. These are things that are going to be happening while us Christians are still here on the earth. So I want to just get that out of the way just so you guys know what we're talking about right. in the context. So go on. And contextually, if you look at this here, it's speaking about Israel because mm -hmm. where is the whole world centered in right now? It was on Jerusalem, mm -hmm. okay, becoming the capital. Yeah. And now it is on the whole Middle East. It's all zero. It didn't start in Canada. It didn't start in the United, uh, United States. It started over in the Middle East, and it's going to finish and consummate itself in the Middle East. Okay, so it says, so peace and safety. So this is right. what it's talking about. Now, so this is basically what we're seeing happen in Israel. But what I want to get into today a little bit is simply this. Peace and safety is not the completion of that verse. Am right. I correct? It says, when they shall say... Peace and safety. And it's not just a nation like we see with Egypt. And it's not just a nation like we saw in Jordan and now the United Arab Emirates. You're going to see the entire Gulf Coast nations all joining in this alliance, this covenant of peace. Mm -hmm. And then the writer goes on and says, but when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction shall come upon them as a woman with child. So he uses a natural terminology there when a woman goes into labor, it's just gonna consummate up until that baby is born. So let me, let me summarize it this way. So what we're seeing on the surface level is peace and safety. That's correct. But from what I'm understanding by what the Word of God actually says, it's all facade. Well, it's not a facade. What it is is they really, I believe, mean well that okay. these nations are joining in an accord. Okay. But somewhere in the middle of this accord, after this accord is done, something is going to happen where this accord is going to be broken. Okay. So there's a process of something that's going to occur. occur Correct. Right? 
that is going to change that piece into this whole other side of things with destruction. Right, okay. right. It says peace and safety mm -hmm. is what they're going to say. The world's going to say, hey, look at man. Look at the United Arab Emirates. They're in peace. Saudi Arabia is in peace, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, Oman is in peace. Sudan is another one of the nations is, is in peace. Mm -hmm. Kuwait is another one of the nations is, is in peace. Uh, we're going to see an incredible treaty of peace and it's already being fulfilled before our very eyes right so if i'm correct here then so we have this destruction is this is this kind of like where ezekiel 38 starts kicking in it very well can be because okay. the nations that are allied together mm -hmm. okay and you look at them you're going to even see iran that's going to be involved in that okay and russia the king of the north allied with the king of the south is going to attack israel all right so so people don't understand necessarily what that particularly means so i, I want to just put some some foundational lay down for people here for a moment so Really what, what he's talking about is, you know, as people always talk about, you know, the end of time and, and everything, you know, being Armageddon, okay? Right. And so we hear battle. about these final battles and so forth. But, but there's a major significant event that takes place, a major battle that precedes this. Correct. Right? In most people's theology, okay? Mm -hmm. there, there's a few other, you know, other um, things that lead up to, um, we'll call it Armageddon. And I'm not, we're not going to get into all those today. But one of the major significant ones is this is is referenced in Ezekiel 38, which talks about the Gog Magog War. Right. Okay, and that's what you're talking about. So mm -hmm. so Gog and, and Magog, which is basically the king of the north and the king of the south. So one Correct. of them is Gog, the other is Magog. And they're in a covenant together. They're in a covenant together. Now, now what nations are actually represented by Gog and Magog? If you look at that from Ezekiel 38, you will see it, it's in the northern areas, that was Russia. So it says they're coming down from the north. Well, you can't come down unless you're up, mm -hmm. okay? So we believe to the best of our study that speaking of Moscow and Russia will be in there. Interesting enough with the Syrian war, who's in there now? Mm -hmm. Syria is one of the greatest opponents to the nation of Israel from day one tried to wipe them out in, if you want to call it, even in the Six-Day War. They were attacking them, and God supernaturally intervened in 1967, and all the area that we call the Golan Heights, the northern area, was all part of Syria, was all annexed into the land of Israel, and it was at that time that they took Jerusalem back uh, to, the, to the states, to the Israeli state that was now the newborn from 1948. Right. So, so I think what's significant about this Gog-Magog war, and everyone's like, what's Gog and Magog war? Okay, so, so what happens here is, is it, it talks about some events that are going to take place when all this peace arises, right. and then it says sudden destruction. It actually really talks about how there's a mobilization of this army. Okay? Right. Mm -hmm. And basically what it says is it says it's like the sky chart is going to be black. Right. Right. With all of the, the military, you know, planes or whatever or not that may be. It's going it to come like a cloud. It says it's going to come like a cloud. Correct. Okay, which is basically the sky is going to be dark, right? With so much military that's going to come over the hills of the mountains, mountains of, of Israel. Israel. Right. right. Which, which we know is there. Yep. And those mountains are where Syria is at. That's all mountainous territory yep. called the Golan Heights. They're yes. up there. Actually, you can see people um, skiing. Okay, yeah. on the top of Mount Hermon is yeah. where one of the mountains is yeah. that it's talking about. Yeah, and so this army is going to come in to basically plunder Israel. They're going to come in That's what to take a spoil. Of, to take a spoil, it says, of Israel where they, when they believe that they're in safety. Right. And, and what I love about this, this is, this is an amazing you know, uh, prophecy that God has spoken about, is what happens? 
Well, I think number one, this is very interesting. The writer Ezekiel, 2,600 years ago, said this would happen in the latter days. Yep. Okay. So it didn't say in the last day, but it said the latter days, yep. which is a very important point. And it says Israel be a very prosperous nation in the latter days. Mm -hmm. And you can see agriculturally how much food that they're shipping in now to Europe in flowers that they're shipping out. You can see that the garden, the desert actually bloomed. Uh, and it says in the desert will become a, a garden. And we can see that all the way from, uh, from Masada, all the way down, all the way to Elat, the port, which is right there by Iraq. It's which all is, greenhouses. It's all greenhouses. Drip systems. In the desert, drip, drip, irrigation, drip irrigation is what irrigation. they actually yeah. do. And it's incredible, but what's happening also is that there's been unparalleled rains that they had this here year mm -hmm. that was actually flooding the Jordan River that waters were actually, I was just there over there a couple times this year mm -hmm. uh, and saw that just before C-19 actually hit. Mm -hmm. It was over there and the Jordan River was flooding and the waters of that tributary were actually going into the Dead Sea. You figured that out. You know, you know, while you're talking on the Dead Sea for a moment, there's actually uh, some scriptures that make reference about the Dead Sea actually coming back to life. Coming to where there's going to be fish again and fishermen in the Dead Sea. And I have actually seen articles now that yes, actually are talking about fish actually now being in the Dead Sea. Right. In the sinkholes already yep. from where the waters come up, yep. there's actually the first time living organisms that are taking place. Yes. That's happening, right? You can type that in on Wikipedia. You can type it in online. So these are all elements of things that are, are, are coming together in the latter days. So, right. so in this process of the latter days, so what happens with this Gog-Magog scenario? And, and we're talking about this cloud that comes over top of Israel. And, and, and really, as I said, so, so what happens in the process of this war? Well, it becomes very dark, and it says even they ravished the women. There's, there's some real atrocities that will happen with inside that land, okay? okay. But God is going to show up, uh, and five-sixths of the Russian military is going to be wiped out on the mountains of Israel during this here so, war. So this is when God starts taking things personally. Oh, yeah. Right? So... This is this is what this is where I really love this, right? So so it says God gets involved. Yeah, he does. He right? shows up. He he shows up. He's just that's like, right. nah, this isn't gonna happen today. Yeah. And so what happens? What does he start bringing fire and brimstone down? He actually uses hailstones, and to the best of our studies, the scholars actually speak that it's gonna knock their radar out. They're gonna be colliding one with another over the mountains of Israel. This is some of the most sophisticated equipment, but they're going to be using germ and chemical warfare in the missiles that they have mm -hmm. that's going to crash, that they're actually going to be seven years cleaning up the bodies that are going to be overspread out over in those areas. Can I, I mean, I think there was just a misquote on that. It's going to take them seven months afterwards to clean up the bodies. Seven months to clean up. But it's going to be seven years for them to be cleaning up all the remains of the military debris. Correct, correct. It says that actually they'll be burning the remains uh, from all of that military equipment for seven years. Yeah. And so that is, that. I mean, this is, this is amazing. So one of these days, you know, we're going to wake up and we're going to be like, what it's happened? Like, what, this, this is going to take place. Right. And, and God gets involved in a situation. And this is what you know as the, the Gog-Magog war. That's one of the ones, yeah. So as we wrap up this particular one, we might do some more of these little, you know, sessions. I think this was fun. But, you know, what else you want to, you know, you want to conclude just on a little bit of the Gog-Magog, you know, element or the peace treaty? Any other final comments as we wrap this up today? Well, I think we're going to see this spread and it's going to hit nation to nation. I think when Saudi Arabia hits it, it's just going to really, really hit 
very rapidly for the other nations to come in line with this here. But what I want to share is that he doesn't stop there when he says peace and safety, sudden destruction will come mm -hmm. as a woman in travail. It says, but the day of the Lord shall not overtake you as a thief in the night. Mm -hmm. And I believe what's pushing now is this is all leading up to the day of the Lord, the day of the Lord's return. Mm -hmm. And he says, but you, brethren, are not in darkness that that day should overtake you darkness. as a thief. So why would he even give that there saying if we weren't going to be here for that day? Yeah. So the reality is we're going to be here for that their day. Yes. And the Bible says, we which are alive and remain shall not precede those which have gone. Where the misconceptions have come in is people do not understand the doctrine of resurrections. Mm -hmm. The dead in Christ shall rise first. And then we which are alive and remain. The word remain literally speaks about through challenging, difficult times. And I believe they're on the horizon for Israel as well as the church. But together we're going to fulfill Matthew 24, 15, the gospel of the kingdom yeah. will be preached in all the world and then the end will yeah. come. And, and, and all through history, I mean, it's not like Christians have not been persecuted. I mean, Without it would question. be unlike God. God is the same as he was yesterday, today, and forever. And, you know, I said, if, if Christians were persecuted all through time in history, we would expect that there's going to be persecution in these latter days that we're going to be a part Jesus of. said they hated me, they're going to hate you. Yes. And uh, that's part of Matthew mm -hmm. 24 that many people don't even believe is the church, but mm -hmm. yet... The church has agape love. And I'm not going to preach this whole message, but Matthew 24, 12 says, because of iniquity, lawlessness, the lawless spirit that's abounding, the love of many would wax cold. Mm -hmm. And that love is agape love. And if you look up that word, many, it literally says majority. That's where the remnant church that's in love with Jesus mm -hmm. is going to fulfill the great commission bring in the final harvest, and then the end will come. Mm -hmm. And that's where I believe there's a whole lot of activity that's going to surround where it says that my house should be called a house of prayer because I believe that prayer is going to be one of those things that facilitates us to be able to help just love people. Yeah. How did God start the first church? He started it in a prayer meeting. In a prayer there's meeting. There's 120 in the upper room. Yeah. They weren't in the lower room. They were in the upper a room. A lot of Russian wind. Come on, Sound bring it into the house. So... Anyway, so we're going to wrap up today. Hopefully uh, you guys enjoyed this special edition. Uh, if you guys uh, liked it, uh, hopefully we'll try to do a few more of these in the future. But I just uh, thought we'd take a moment and do that today. So I want you guys to just be blessed and have a great day. Amen.